0: What I'm learning with the help of my amazing therapist is that it's all childhood trauma. So I'm trying to heal that little girl that is still seeking approval from her mother. And she's been gone for 13 years.
2: Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Breanne davis Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what you're hiding from yourself or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave. Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, I have an amazing guest from the Joy of Mom Club, which I am so honored to have you on. Today, my guest is Courtney. Now, I have a question
0: for you. (gasps) What is your secret? My secret is that I am still trying to please my dead mother. (gasps) Wow, that's a powerful secret. And it kind of, it's a trifecta, if you will, because there's three or four different things that just play into it. Okay, can you tell me those things? I can. So I am diagnosed OCD Mm -hmm. um, with anxiety Mm -hmm. and most recently PTSD from her death, from her illness. (sighs) Wow. And what I'm learning with the help of my amazing therapist is that it's all childhood trauma. So I'm trying to heal that little girl Mm -hmm. that is still seeking approval from her mother, and she's been gone for 13 years.
2: Oh my God. I didn't know 13 years. I thought like a year ago, honestly, when you said that, so this has been going on for 13 years. Well, it was been going on longer. So when do you think your approval seeking of your mom started? If you could go back to that inner child, that, that little girl. And
0: I am thankfully in therapy, uh, very little. So I would say, um, you know, I come from divorced parents. Um, And she was very um, strong and independent and um, courageous. And she never accepted help from anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she was constantly go, 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 working two and three jobs. I was with my grandparents so much of the time. So I always kind of needed that attention from my mother. Because um, it it's really not that she started... was
2: absent, but she was because she was correct. trying to provide for you, correct? Yes.
0: And mm-hmm. so there's guilt associated with that, right? Because yeah. how can I be spiteful when she was just trying to give me a better life?
2: But that's my mom, too. I have to tell you, my mom is a hardballing worker and she always had multiple jobs when I was younger and I would go and try to talk to her and she would shoo me away. And that really, as yeah. a child to be shooed away by your mom, when you need that support is traumatizing. So I and totally those are those understand.
0: Scars. Yeah. Those layers of scars are being created. Right. And so now I'm starting to peel back those layers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it really started when I was about 12 and my sister was 14 and my sister gave my parents a run for their money. Oh my God. Um, Did we
2: grow up in the same
0: house? My older yeah. sister, it, I'm the two years younger than her.
2: It, totally Okay, go on.
0: He re- was really like, there's some stuff, right? Like yeah. that could be a whole nother episode. No, tell her. us the stuff. This is the, it, this is the podcast that likes the stuff. Yeah. So my parents, um, my mother couldn't conceive. Um, oh. and so she adopted my sister Okay. and my sister was only like three months old. And then hoo hoo, here I come <laughs> surprise miracle, baby. Always um, happens. And so there was a little bit of that too. My mother constantly trying to make sure my sister felt like she was extremely important. Like she was the beautiful baby adopted that she was the one that they chose. Wow. Um, and so my sister getting in trouble, smoking, drinking, having sex, getting pregnant when she was 15, um, halfway houses, um, alcoholism, all of that stuff that maybe in another household would have been normal teenage stuff, my mother's super hyper focused on because she looked at it like she failed. And so here I was in the background, getting decent grades, playing all the sports, being a good kid. And I'm doing air quotes because... Courtney was okay. Well, guess what? Courtney wasn't okay.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And it wasn't until many years later, as an adult, my father actually apologized. He said, I'm sorry. And I said, for what? And he said, because we didn't pay attention to you. Yeah. Because we didn't have to. Yeah, but you did. (laughs) You had to, you just did it. But they didn't have the tools to
2: even know that. Like you and I know that because we've done the work. So we see if you don't give the child a proper attention, whether they're good or bad, it's going to affect them in the future. But for your dad to acknowledge that, like I just want to hug
0: him. And he didn't even live in our house. But still, that's amazing. That shit doesn't happen. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I don't know to this day. I'm also learning and I feel guilty that I even am going to say this, but I'm learning that my mother was not the perfect being. I thought she was that that unrealistic pedestal that I have her on. She was a wonderful, remarkable woman, but she was a flawed human, just like the rest of us.
2: Yeah, isn't that crazy when you finally come to that realization that your parents are humans as well? It's a holy shit. And I'm sure if you look back at her childhood, it was a hot mess and further back and further back, it was like all these people that didn't know how to be, parents parenting right. themselves and their child
0: and so for me you know my mother uh, back to her she was she was working two and three jobs and she was she kept a beautiful home and you know i come from a long line of, of very clean people and you know they they are wonderful cooks and providers and nurturers and mm-hmm. so in my head somewhere as i took on the role of wife and mother Mm-hmm. Even even when I wasn't a wife and mother, I took on the role of, well, whatever I do, it better be perfect. Mm-hmm. One, because she did it while she was working two or three jobs. So now not only do I have to be perfect, I have to be better than perfect because right. I'm a stay-at-home mother. I'm a homemaker. And lo and behold, there's the OCD. And when I say OCD, mm-hmm. it is Um, medication doesn't work. I I do the best I can with med management, but, Mm -hmm. um, like I get down eye level in the sunlight and look at my counters to make sure there's not a speck of dust.
2: Oh my Daily. I thought I'm OCD, but here's the thing. It's like the only thing you have control over.
0: Exactly. Is
2: that speck of dust. If it's there, I can control getting rid of it.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That and, right, uh, it's my job. I better do great because my mother did so great. So, you know, dinner better be ready at 5 p.m. And it better be a six course meal every single night. And, you know, to this day, I cook six nights a week and everything is from scratch. And there can't be a dirty dish by the time that dinner is ready. And I'm fucking exhausted, man. I'm tired listening to you. (laughs) Like,
2: I'm like, I'm exhausted. Just, I thought I was like... I mean, I don't cook anything from scratch, but whoa, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of pressure to put on
0: yourself. Like you can't maintain that. And so I'm exhausted. I'm physically falling apart. And the part of that trifecta, the other part I didn't discuss was the anxiety. And my anxiety comes out in full-blown anger. So I'm a walking, raging bitch. I married a dull giant, okay? He is the kindest, most lovable, caring soul you've ever met in your life. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing he doesn't do for me. And then some, Mm -hmm. and I'm literally like, fuck you looking at me like that for. Yeah. Cause you're a rager. You have all this rage inside. My therapist said fight or flight. Nope. It's all fight with me. Mm. And it comes from that inner child and I'm learning where it sits in my body. Mm -hmm. So when I get that anxiety and anger, Mm -hmm. I can feel it all in my shoulders and in my chest. And I just, yeah,
2: it's. Oh my God. I'm so happy you're talking about this because before my recovery too, just so you know, I would rage and it would get stuck in my chest. And I I would say, I don't want to feel this angry, but I can't stop. Like I physically, I can feel like my logical brain is saying, let it go. It's not a big deal. Why are you freaking out? But my body is like on fire, like wanting to murder somebody.
0: I went to a psychic medium. (laughs) I went to two. Okay. One of them actually, like I could see it. It was a a, a gentleman and I could see it in his eyes. And he looked at me and he said, you need to take like cardio kickboxing. And I'm like, yeah, well, um, if, if I'm running somebody's chasing me that girl's not exercising well guess what he said Uh are going to kill someone if you throw hands Mm -hmm. you are going to kill someone and and i am like anybody who knows me anybody who listens to this podcast is going i told you they call me boston because i am gonna rip your freaking head off Gr- I'm right there people. with you
2: yeah I say you you wrong me I I cut you like in the front and the back like I'm well, coming at and you, you. <laughs> say
0: that but you can wrong me don't wrong my people because I'm gonna kill you right oh like, so it's not even about you it's other people not. it's all oh, there goes that caretaking there goes that wow, empathy. there goes there that goes codependency that... yes
2: wow you're drowning in it so it's not even about you it's about other Ever. people
0: Wow.
2: So you even disregard yourself on top of it.
0: Every day. And it's so all coming from that one thing. And it's like, so you've got this OCD, you've got this anxiety, you've got this anger, you've got this bitch about you, right? Like I'm the girl that when you get introduced, it's like, oh, she's blah, blah, blah. But you're going to love her. They have to be forewarned before they meet me because I want to say it. Yeah, I come across as angry and abrupt and um it's all because I need to control it. Yeah, cuz you feel so out of control and you're never taking
2: care of yourself. Right, right. Do you think the perfectionism stems just from your mom or from some well we said the inner child, like the rage of the inner child, but is there any of it that stems from
0: ego? For you or no? No, it's all about approval. Okay. Okay. So, even say, say you can't, Courtney, I'm coming to Indiana and I'm going to come stay at your house. All I can think about is she's going to walk in and she's going to be like, this house is so perfect. It's so beautiful. It's so clean. Look at the cookies you made me. And I'm going to be like, it wasn't good enough. Oh. There's never, ever a time where I'm content.
2: Wow. Yeah. I could see why that is a very dangerous place to be.
0: It really is. And I will do everything for everybody else other Mm -hmm. than me. And it all stems to your mom
2: wanting her approval because she was not present for you as a
0: child. Yep. And again, so when she was diagnosed, she was diagnosed with leukemia. um, I was seven months pregnant with my first. And both of my kids are miracles too. I said, my mother couldn't conceive. Um, And so she was diagnosed when I was seven months pregnant and was sick. When Emma was seven months old, we lost my mom. So it was very quick. I was the primary caretaker. I was the healthcare proxy. I was the power of attorney. Um, and, And here I am like freshly married, first baby on the way you know, that's when you need your mother the most. Um, And I was a week pregnant with Joey when she died and didn't know it. Mm. So I had two babies under two, a fresh loss of my mother, like, you know, trying to find your place as a mother and a wife, all the while trying to be perfect and grieving at the same time. And so there was just never a time where it was, is Courtney okay? Which is very much like my childhood. Mm -hmm. So I think I got used to saying, Courtney's fine. She's fine. Don't worry about her. Mm -hmm. Let's worry about what we can control and everybody else's feelings.
2: But what was happening underneath all of that, because even one of those things is a recipe for depression, Mm -hmm. you know, six months having hard, you know, going crying every day, all of those things you newly married, that's pressure, a mother of two under two, that's pressure, losing your mom, that's pressure, and top of your OCD and anxiety, like
0: what was happening underneath Um, nothing. I was just completely shut down. Totally numb. Because if I I wasn't shut down, then I was going to feel it. And then, you know, also my husband traveled more than he was home for business. Oh, so you are like a single mom on top of it. They're 15 months apart. I used to joke with him because I hate to say this out loud, but I'm a single mother with financial assistance half the time raising my children. Yeah. And that's what it felt like. Like when he was home, he was home. But he was gone a lot yeah right and so again what can you control okay you can control the fact that your kids are going to be the best dressed on the block and your kitchen is gonna you know you're putting out fresh cookies and you're making food from scratch and you're pre- pureeing baby food and you're bullshit man I just want to bullshit. sleep right like bring that pre- pureed shit give me the freaking Gerber. Yeah, like, who cares? We <laughs> Oh my God, Who's
2: You're driving yourself crazy.
0: Who's going to be the one to say, "Where's your sticker? You need a trophy. You're doing a me. Ma- Who's the hell's approval am I looking for?" Yeah, Well, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so did you hit a bottom with us?
2: Was there a moment like, I need help?" Nope, I still haven't done it. You haven't. Nope. You're still in the
0: cycle. So right now, um, it's about month six, I'm in some some pretty great therapy. Um, And I'm learning how to feel it in my body. I'm learning that everything is not fight. So if I look at my calendar, and it's busy, I can't control that. Mm -hmm. And I can't go in there and take care of it right away. And so it stresses me out, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to stop and say, are you in danger? Are you in danger? You're not in danger. You're going to be okay, right? Say if it's uh, I have something on the menu. It's a casserole. I've been known at 9 a.m. to make the casserole so it's done, it's off my plate, and it doesn't consume me. It's the stupidest thing you've ever heard of in your life.
2: No, my husband is going to be listening to this going, oh my God, you just want to mark it off your list. Like just right. get it done. I just want to get it done and get it done.
0: Right. Yeah, <laughs> Right. So, so my husband, like he, even his friends will joke, right? And they're, you know, up, oh, Courtney packed your suitcase. Cause when he goes on a business trip, he's never packed a suitcase in his life. Are you kidding? He's never boiled water. What? He's never done a load of laundry. He's never cleaned a toilet. And it's all my fault because I don't let him. But I'm the girl that when you do the laundry, you fold it, you do the thing, it's perfect. Not only like that, but then you rotate it too. Cause you don't want him to wear the same stuff. But here's my
2: question for you. Cause someone else that I know is thinking the same thing. If you allowed him to do the laundry and fold it, would you then correct it because he didn't do it how you wanted him to?
0: Yes, and that's why I won't let him do it because I don't (laughs) want to be that. And that's a great lesson when it comes to parenting too, Mm -hmm. right? I struggled so hard. And I would say that the biggest accomplishment that I ever made Mm -hmm. was not putting it on my kids. I never want them to feel the way that I feel. Right. So I- Yes, I gave them responsibility since they were little, like I expect you to make your bed, I expect you to do things Mm -hmm. here and there. And so what I did was, here's a tip for moms listening, don't go look, they did it, they did it, you asked them to do it, do not break their character and tell them they did it wrong.
2: Oh, I feel like you need to tell me that now. I know my husband is like, yes, because I am a controlling person. So now my son, but here's this, my son, if my husband doesn't put his pillows back right, my son will go in and be like, dad, you didn't do it right. And he like, puts it back how he wants. And I was like, oh my God, I think I created
0: that. Like, but he was like that as a little baby. He was, because I'm going to tell you, stop <laughs> gutting yourself right now, girlfriend, because no, I'm myself. so, so hereditary can... though. It's not, some of it is ingrained, but it's DNA
2: too. Yes, because it's my dad had OCD. His mom had OCD and I definitely, it's genetic. It's like a characteristic that you have. So yes, but I'm outing myself.
0: (laughs) Good, but I've made it my life mission to do all I can to prevent it from being something my children have to deal with, right? You're
2: right. You're totally right. I should not go look after he puts his laundry
0: away. I'm four years old. But I was able to do that. That's huge, That is huge, yeah. Am I still, still, I call myself a mean mom because I am, I yell. I've always been a yeller. There goes Boston again. I'm abrupt. I'm to the point. I have expectations. Here's the other thing. I never ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. And the problem is there's nothing I won't try to do.
2: I know. That's what I said. The problem is your expectations on yourself are so astronomical that no one is ever going to measure up to what you would do for yourself. So you're setting people up for failure, whether you know it or not, because you're setting yourself up for failure. Yep. Right. Yep. Mm
0: -hmm. And I, you know, I look up and I'm like, all right, mom, you know, I'm done asking for your approval. I'm done. I could tell myself that all day long, but guess what? I still need to know that I'm pleasing her or I'm, I'm worthy of that attention. I'm, you know, instead of saying, oh, she doesn't need that attention. Mm -hmm. You know what, Courtney, I am so damn proud of you. You have worked. It, it, and as a young mother back when I'm not anymore, mine are four, 13 and 14, but you just wanted to hear, I love watching you as a mother, mm-hmm. right? And have those moments with her and say, Look, mom, you taught me this. I'm doing it. And I hope that somebody hears this and understands that there's a way for you to get past this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's going to suck. And you've got to really peel back those layers, but it all goes back to that little girl or that little boy inside of you and figure out what they're looking for. Just picture it, close your eyes, mm-hmm. find that little kid and say, what does that little kid need right in that moment? And for me, it was approval and attention.
2: Yeah. But here's what I'm going to tell you now. And which you know, cause you're going through it. It's like, your mother, even if she was alive, probably could never give you exactly what you need. So it's our responsibility as adults to give it to ourselves now, Yep. right? It's our responsibility to say, Courtney, you've done enough today. You did good today. You know, you don't have to go above and beyond. You're perfect just as you are. I love you just as
0: you are. You, yeah. We have to do that for ourselves. In your book, you marrying uh, yourself, girlfriend, is such a freaking gift. Oh. You found that and you're able to do it. Is as you know, the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Is to put yourself first or love yourself first. Yeah. And my therapist frequently says to me, Hey, why do you feel like you have to earn the right to go sit and read a book? Can you can you explain that to me? Yeah. All uh, you you don't have to earn that. That's a, that's not a privilege. (laughs) Go read your damn book. Yeah, go read the book. Go marry
2: yourself. (gasps) That's what I want you to do. You need to go marry yourself. You need to write vows to yourself and do it and get a dress and go out and do it somewhere, wherever you want in your bathroom. I don't care, but you need to do that.
0: I have a great idea. We're going at the end of the month on a vacation that we normally would never take out of the country. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to freaking marry myself on the beach.
2: Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. You have to send me pictures and
0: everything. I can't even stand it. I'm uh, like, absolutely. You just gave me an epiphany. Oh my God. I love that. I'm going to (laughs) cry. It stood out so much for me when you said that. And when I read it and when I felt the love that you found in yourself that day, like Felt like I was in that room with you. And you were like, I just put it on and I just did it and I did the damn thing. And it was
2: just and I wasn't perfect. Remember, I literally say, and it wasn't perfect. No.
0: And you're gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And I'm gonna do it without any further expectations.
2: Good. Yep. And in that moment when you do that, I really want you to say, Mom, thank you. I'm going to take it from here, yeah. you know, and just like step into it because you are never going to get it from the outside. No.
0: And my poor husband, man, does he try every single day? He won't. My husband
2: can't either. I know. It's an impossible hole that they can never fill and your kids can't give it to you either. So it's like, you have to do it for you because I like in the book, it's like in what I said is like, do you want to be doing this the rest of your life?
0: You no, know, I'm tired, man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I was am too. tired.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. I mean, uh, how long can you beat the crap out of yourself? Right. And mine's not, you know, I'm not drinking. I'm not I'm not addicted to sex. I'm addicted to perfection. Yeah.
2: And it's just as as brutal as drinking oh, or snorting self-ful. drugs or love and sex. Yeah. You just do it
0: to yourself. It's like an inner death. Yeah. And the other thing that like I just want to shout from the rooftops to people is stop laughing about it and stop making jokes about it. And oh haha, I'm you know, OCD or oh haha, look at her. She's gotta be, oh my goodness, Courtney's house has to be perfect. Or you know what, guys, like, hey, it is what it is. And if you can't live it with me, laugh with me, not at me fuck out of my house. I don't have time for it anymore.
2: Exactly. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it's huge. It is it's but huge. It's huge. And you got to be gentle with yourself. You got to be gentle with the growth because that's where the perfectionism can come in again. So you have to be okay for it to be messy, for your house to be messy, for things not yep. to be right. And living in that there's,
0: that's where the healing is. I think I'm going to ask myself, you know, would you ever speak this way to your best friend? Exactly. Because I sure as shit wouldn't.
2: Exactly. Ugh. We are running out of time. We could talk forever, but I we really do. really good. I know, but I do have one more. You're going through it right now. If anyone out there's like drowning in their perfectionism is trying to get this parent to love them and give them their self-worth, what would be the first step, like the first step you would recommend to them so they wouldn't feel so alone?
0: Own your truth, because there are so many other people out there with this same issue. And uh, just recently, I've, I've learned there are many people like me, and I have found such a camaraderie in it and oh my goodness, I'm not the only one. I guess I would say, talk to yourself the way you would talk to your best friend. Like I just said, don't beat yourself up anymore. (laughs) I am so honored to have been on. Oh, me too. I hope to go so much further with this for people and help them because it is truly something that debilitates you. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, thank you for coming on I'm so grateful to know you and just, you know, thank you.
0: I am so grateful to know you and I am so proud of you for all that you're doing. And I'm going to fangirl and I'm waiting for the next one. (laughs) Thanks.
2: And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time.